0: and we're back once again this is your co-host don long and thank you for tuning in and chatting with country and it is monday mindful monday you know not medicated monday but mindful monday but before we get started on another one great topic that's going to help you um, in life, and professionally, and mentally, and hopefully physically too. Let me introduce our is country.
1: Hey, everybody! <laughs> How's it going? You <laughs> full of energy today? I like it.
0: Yeah, I see how you matched it too. Like, hey, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? Country?
1: This morning, hey. Right. What'd you say? I say you on that Jesus juice this morning, huh? I'm just
0: grateful to be alive. Feels That's good. All right. Feels good to be alive. I ain't miss no meals. I ain't sleep outside. I got a good portion of health. You know what I'm saying? A sound mind. I'm good.
1: Well, I did skip my meal this morning, but I walked my mouth as well. So, you know, just getting out there.
0: Exactly. You know, I mean, because again, you know, your future self is going to be grateful for all the work you did today. So when you turn that body over to, you know, 40, whatever, <laughs> that that version of you gets to run the race with a body that you took care of. You know, I mean, I'm grateful. As I said last week, I'm grateful for the things that 43-year-old me did because 51-year-old me gets to enjoy them. I
1: agree. You
0: know, so that's a good thing. So how was your weekend? What did you do? What you get into? Uh,
1: my weekend was Okay. Um, went to church. I did three heads, you know, because that's what I do as a little side. Mm. You did. Um,
0: you clipping? Are you, are you braiding?
1: What you doing? I was braiding hair um, and I did some crochet as well. So did two heads of braids and did some crochets. Um, went and had dinner with my mom. After service, you know, it's Father's Day and a lot of people out there, fathers are gone. So I always tell people, you know, try to look past the flaws of the people that you love and just kind of love them for who they are, because one day they won't be here, you know, and then we sit around in the what ifs, you know.
0: And, you know, just to piggyback that, sometimes you really have to do your research you know i mean maybe you don't really know your dad's side of the family that well maybe you don't really know your dad that well um so sometimes you really have to you know reach out to him call him you know get around him because what you'll find out and and here's an example from my own life um my parents got divorced when i was about seven so i never really knew my dad as the as i grew into like you know my manhood and stuff but then when i went to his funeral i think i was 21 and that was like the first time I really gotten the chance to be around that side of my family because you know most of the time when your parents separate and you go with the mother then you're around your mother's side of the family Mm -hmm. you know but then once I got a chance to be around that side of the family you know I started hearing stuff that I never heard you know like my father was proud of me you know he talked about me a lot and you know um how much you know he really loved me and And it's like, I never heard that stuff from him because typically as men, we don't emote. Mm. So hearing that from my uncles and my aunts and my cousins, um, it changed my view of him. And then once I got a chance to be down there and be around his family, you know, which is my family too, you know, not his family, our family. Mm -hmm. Then I got a chance to know like, well, man, my dad left home at 14. Okay, so things that I'm trying to hold him accountable to as a man, they just were beyond his capabilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So, okay, you basically been on your own since 14. So as somebody who's now an adult, I realized that, yeah, some of this stuff, you didn't have anybody to teach you.
1: Right. So um, how can I get something from you that you don't know about?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Which now changes my whole perception of him because I see, man, he was doing the best he could. You know, he was telling me and teaching me all the things he did know, and because I was trying to compare him to people, he wasn't. Um, it soured me on what could have been a much better relationship while he was alive. So, you know, that's my little two two cents. You know, for the for the culture. You know, if you don't know him, get around the people, kind of understand their story, and it might change your perception of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I probably call myself Bowles boy. You know, because I get it now. Didn't get it then, but I get it now.
1: How did your father pass away?
0: Um, He had an ulcer and it burst. Mm-hmm. And at the time he was living in the country. So since he was living in the country, living by himself, there was really no mm-hmm. body there. Mm-hmm. So by the time somebody went to check on him, he was gone.
1: How many children did he have?
0: Um, my mother and he have one, um, I have to the best of my knowledge, two other brothers that I've met. Okay.
1: You
0: know, so, um, I met one of my brothers at my father's funeral and I met the other when I was a kid. Um, kind of funny story. He took me to meet my brother and then he told me not to tell nobody. And I immediately came home and told my mama, y'all got a brother.
1: (laughs) Of course.
0: Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've been running my mouth my whole life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, don't tell. Yeah, um, our dad passed away of a heart attack. Uh, He was in prison for many years. I want to say like nine years or so.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And then he got to the point where he was on his way to the halfway house. Mm -hmm. And he had a heart attack at the halfway house. And so it's crazy because I had came into town. It was during COVID and Mm -hmm. came into town for Thanksgiving. He had just got to the halfway house and I called them and I was just like, you know, my dad's there. Um, I'm in town from Washington. Can I just come and he waved his hand out the window, you know, Mm -hmm. or something just so I can look at him because I was finally so close to him. And, you know, the plan was, okay, when you, when you come out, you come in right up here with me, right. Just period, because I didn't want him in Gary. But before I moved um, to Spokane, I asked God to always mm-hmm. let me know what my father was, like make, make me a promise that I will always know where he was, that he was okay and safe because mm-hmm. he was a, a worry of mine because of the lifestyle he lived. Right. And when I got here, he ended up going to prison. And I said, well, okay, I guess that's keeping him off the street. I know he's safe. He got a meal. He got health care. You know, he just got right. a fan for himself on the inside of the walls. But it wasn't like being on the street because the Chicago people was moving in. And my right. daddy was headed, And so that was that part of it. And so once he got to the halfway house, it was like he called for New Year's. mm mm-hmm. No, he was making calls around Thanksgiving, Christmas, calling everybody, telling them he loved loved us and just making his rounds. And New Year's he called and I didn't answer. I was gonna call him back and that's crazy because the same thing happened with my brother. My brother called and um, I didn't answer. And he left me a message just telling me, you know, he loved me or whatever then to get back at him. Same thing with my dad and a couple hours later, he was gone. Mm-hmm. so um yeah that bothered me you know and you have your moments. you have your moments to where you you know you think about stuff birthdays come up fathers Day come up and you see everybody enjoying their day and then you get some people you know like we just said who just then britney people off but maybe they're not strong enough to accept who people are which right. you know it's just uh I don't know why everybody just can't have my attitude, but (laughs) I guess to each his own, but it's so much, you know, time, time is very, very important. And especially with those that you love, you know, and so to be able to share that time while they are on this side and learn as much about them as you can, because you'll be amazed if you ask open-ended questions to people, they will talk. Absolutely. So. And I think,
0: you know, just to to kind of put a button on this, you know, your parents are human. (laughs) And I think the best thing that ever happened to me is to see my mother as a woman and my father as a man, you know, because now you start to take all of these obligations away. You start to take all of the what a person should do's away. And you just look at, well, based on who... I know them to be as a person. How would I have done if I was in that situation? Mm -hmm. But when it's a parent, all of a sudden it's like, you should do this, you know, but as a human being, man, I got a person who cussed me out, disrespected me, you know, won't follow my rules. If I was just a regular human being and that wasn't my child, I would put them out. Mm -hmm. But if you're a kid and you're doing all this disrespectful, super entitled stuff, you just expect the parent to put up with it. So when they put you out, then it's like, I can't believe you did that. Not because it wasn't the right thing to do, but because you're trying to judge them through the lens of a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, a parent supposed to to do this. A parent supposed to do that. Yeah, but a human being gets tired. <laughs> a human being wants to be respected. A human being wants to see some level of reciprocity, you know, so the idea that just because they're a parent, they don't have feelings, emotions, um, their own love loss, you know, their own aspirations and hopes, you know, that they haven't been able to achieve, you know, is just it just doesn't work like that. You know, your mama, you know, that man hurt her heart, <laughs> you know, and now you over there with that man siding against her, don't feel good to her. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know what happened in some of these relationships on either side. You know, because we always try to see the side that makes us feel better. You know, and sometimes the side that makes you feel better ain't the truth. Right. Exactly. You know, your your daddy might be a better man than you think. You know, but nobody's telling you what your mama did. Mm-hmm.
1: You
0: know. Know like why? Why your daddy got two sets of kids and whose came first? <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So what was your mama doing in it? How? What role did your mama play in this?
1: Which is a a great segue to what we're talking about today, which is stunted growth, right? Um, not reaching your full potential, and things like this can be something that stops you. Right, yeah. an absent father, absent mother, relationships not going the way that they should, abuse, neglect, you know. Um, so go ahead and jump us off with that.
0: Well, Stunted growth, you know, like there's three categories that, that I want to talk about today. I mean, there's the one, which is just not paying attention to growing at all. You know, two is not doing anything to grow. And three is letting people talk you out of. It. You know, um, you know, like country was, and I was saying when we first started, it's like, yeah, 51 year old me appreciates the growth that started when I was 43. And for a lot of us, you know, we sit in and we get to a certain age and it's just like our plan is just to, well, I'm going to work this job and then I'm going to retire. You know, I'm going to get married and have some kids. And Then we get into life and life starts lifing, and then all of these changes happen that we never accounted for. You know, I'm gonna work this job and then I'm gonna go retire, okay? But then you get laid off, and now your plan has to change, you know. But what I have seen most of the successful people that I know do is that they're constantly looking for ways to get a little bit better, you know, to get a little bit more money in the bank, to get a little bit more energy and pep in their step, to get a little bit better um, at relationships. You know, they focus on it, you know, and because they focus on it, they have something to fall back on. If things ever go bad, you know, um, one of my homegirls, every couple of years, she just put a resume out there. You know, because she never wanted to get blindsided by a job, you know, because when she was on the OK, I'm going to get these people all my time, all my energy, I'm going to work all the overtime. You pick up the phone every time they call me, even if it ruins my relationships with my family, they fired her. You know, so if you just get stuck in this, this is how life is going to be. This is who I am. You might get caught off guard when life changes. You know, um, you might end up getting to a point in life where you look back and you like, man, I should have done more because I thought that my retirement was going to be enough. Um, You get back, and you realize maybe I should have been kinder to people because now I'm getting older and you know as country likes to say nobody's here to wipe my ass you know nobody's here to come see about me you know so the the person that you are right now you have to really critically if you want to if you want to be successful and if you want to make sure all your bases are covered you have to look at that person and say is this the best i can be you know can i continue to to be immature and expect other people to bail me out of situations? Or do I really got to knuckle down and start working hard and saving money and, and trying to be an adult, so to speak? You know, I mean, I see it a lot with men. You know, we move in with women and we don't have the discipline to keep, you know, our integrity in regard to, you know, monogamy. And then now we find ourselves on the street. You know, you moved in with this woman, you would have brought your PlayStation, you know, you got your J's in a closet and you still out here living like a kid. But then at some point she get fed up with you. And ain't nothing you can do about it. So now, you know, you mad at her, but really it was you who decided that you weren't going to move any further than you are right now. You know, so now you're stuck and you're getting older. You know, you're a 35 year old man playing video games. You know, you know, you're a 45 year old woman still cussing people out. And then you get to an age where now you want to have friends and you want people to like you and you want to be able to do stuff that people who have taken care of their business do. And you haven't taken care of your business.
1: Well, I want to put a, a different um, take. Take where you want to go. Wherever you let to go, let's go. I want to put a different perspective on what you're saying, um, and that's kind of why I said earlier that you know I wish people could be a little more like me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some people would call what you just discussed excuses, right? But looking through a different lens trauma impacts a lot of things and so when we think about trauma it's not um it trauma is how you handle what occurred right Right. And, and not what happened so you're actually trying to dig through what transpired and so this stops us from growing and so where we're looking at that, that 30 year old stuck in a room playing video games we don't know what took place in their life
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so take somebody who's been raped right mm-hmm. this incident occurred and it stopped them from opening up again they didn't want to go outside no more they cut family and friends off causing mm-hmm. them to miss out on relationships love etc and they chose to suppress their feelings and play video games But somebody who never sat down and talked to them, it looked like they just a 30 year old person in the room playing video games. Right. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes people get stuck and I call it stuck in a year. Like for my father, I used to always say that he's stuck in the seventies, the late seventies, because in that year he was on and popping and Mm -hmm. people was drawn to him, you know? And so as life kept going, he was still in this phase of thinking he was somebody's mag Daddy and the hottest thing um, around. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because I learned to love him in the 70s where he was stuck. Right. As opposed to my siblings, like, no, he needs to grow up. He should have did this in this way or that way. Well, he didn't have it to give, so I just loved him for his 70s, you know, his, mm-hmm. his person that was stuck in the 70s. And so then we think about you know, you said something about the 40s, right? But you, somebody could have been bullied, you know, PTSD, mm-hmm. the traumas from the military, depression. Mm-hmm. We just don't know. And so when we talk about stunning your growth, there's so many different levels to it. And you you mentioned, like, letting people talk you out of it. Wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Because if people are not growing in the same direction as you, they tend to want to pull you back.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And so then you got to start filtering out your friends and things like that, you know, so that you can get to where it is you're supposed to be. So I just wanted to throw that out there.
0: And I agree, you know, and and here's the thing with that. There has to be at some point, and I'm I'm talking to the person at home. You know, at some point you have to say for yourself. I need help, you know, and that is a, that is not weak. You are not weak for saying I need help. What you are is you're strong and you're courageous. So if that means you need to go and seek therapy, then you go and seek therapy. It means you need to go and and, and find a nutritionist. um, Then you do that because unfortunately you being stuck does not stop time, you know? And with that being said, you grow older and you're still stuck in, you know, 18, 19, when I was popping in high school, but you could be stuck in 18, 19, I was popping in high school and be 51 and have wasted those years Never figuring out how to get past blaming somebody else for your downfall you know, but or blaming them, a situation.
1: But to them, it's not blaming, right? They're yeah. just trying I to agree. go through. To I us, agree. it's like that because we're the receivers of the mess, right, that we would consider yeah. mess. But to them, they are for real just trying to process the next hour. Right.
0: And I agree you know, I understand that the, the trauma, the traumatic, um, part of it. I mean, hell, I go through, you know, anxiety myself, you know, um, you know, these products that I'm launching in the next few months, you know, me being a front facing brand again. Yeah. The cameras being all on me again, that, that creates a level of anxiety, but the flip side of that is you still got to eat. And if you put your ability to eat on somebody else you might end up in a position you don't want to be in you know because um you you know like i know when you're a teenager everybody like you everybody love you everybody sees the best in you you know you getting christmas well for some of us some of us getting christmas gifts and and they throwing us birthday parties and they throwing graduation parties and they care about our birthdays you know but you get to be 22 23 and you're eating up all the food, they're going to look at you differently. You know, you twenty two, twenty three, 23, and you just laying around somebody's house, they look at you differently. You know, for my young man, you twenty 23, you have made a baby with this woman. Yes, I understand that there's trauma. I understand that, you know, things didn't go your way. I get all of that. But there's going to be consequences for your actions um being traumatized is not going to make the world not still want you to to be a contributor you know i mean we see so many people who end up incarcerated you know because they didn't evolve you know because they didn't try to figure out um a way of dealing with their coping so now All they can do is is rob and steal, you know, or they didn't figure out how to to better process their emotions. So now, you know, what was a fight when you were 16, you know, at 21, 22 is an assault charge. You know, and for the people who have to, to love you and deal with you, you know, to go back to what I said, they're human beings, you know, mama love you. But at some point, Mama might have to let you go. You know, not because you know she don't love you, but because man, she's on fixed income and she can't ref- afford to feed you anymore. You know, or you got a brother or sister that she's still trying to take care of. So, if you're walking these streets thinking that people are going to at some point feel sorry for you, it's probably not gonna happen. And, you know, there are way too many talented people who could do really great things for themselves and their kids if they just shook loose and and asked for some help. You know, I mean, Father's Day just passed. You know, there are tons of fathers who are still stuck in when they was playing ball. You know, still stuck when they was dealing drugs and, you know, they had a you know, a box Chevy or, you know, still stuck in, you know, when they used to work for Ford. And it's like, just because that door closed does not mean other doors won't open, but you have to walk up to them. You have to knock on them. You have to kick them in sometimes. You know, um, person said this the other day. They said a kick in the ass is still a move forward. You know, so, yeah, even if you got fired, you know, at some point, you've got to make a new move.
1: So what's some solutions? How would a person that don't know how to move forward, how how would you suggest they go forward? Well, the
0: first thing is you have to really decide to get help. You know, it is hard to do any of this stuff on your own. You know. And I don't always mean, you know, therapeutic help, but sometimes you just got to reach out to somebody who's doing something, you know, like in my neighborhood. I'm really um, proud of the guys who are out here walking, you know, Um, one of my neighbors, you know, he stopped me one day and we just, and we just talked, you know, and I was like, man, if you see me out here, just put your shoes on and come on, you know, because I know you want to do it and I know you don't know where to start, but man, if you just get out here and you walk a little bit, get your little sunlight, you'll feel better. You know, so that would be the first thing. Just any any person doing something positive, you know, try to to figure out how you can just get, get a little bit of that love and energy. Um, the other thing is is change your environment. You know, walk up, you know, walk up to the park. You know, one of the reasons I leave the house is because being in the house forces me, you know, to be... Well, being in the house makes it hard for me to, to 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 not eat, to not snack, to not be bored. Um, But leaving the house forces me to move around. It forces me to um be active. So now I'm not just sitting in the house and every time... I think I'm hungry, you know, I go get some chips or I go get some nuts or, you know, I go get a drink or something, you know, it allows me to get out the house and I walk away from the house. So at least now when I turn around, I got to walk back, you know, and that activity, it will release dopamine into your system, which will help change your mood. You know, they, like, you get a runner's high. Like runners would tell you, they get runner's high. So I would say, you know, Surround yourself with any positive people you can, whether you find them on the internet, whether you find them in your neighborhood, um, whether it's somebody you was cool with in high school, you know, get out the house, change your environment. Um, and realistically, man, stop watching all that negative stuff. You know, I mean, leave these um these dating um TikToks and and, and reels, leave that stuff alone. You know, Leave the complainers alone because complainers and miserable people, they just love company. So if you're constantly bombarding yourself with all of this negativity, you know, one of the reasons I think it's great that we do the podcast, and you know, I commend Country Fist, because it does give you just something different. You know, it gives you some hope or at least some people who are hopeful. You know, and it's not just talking only about the negative. So, again, you know, positivity, positive people, you know, getting outside, moving around, getting your body moving, you know, so you get some dopamine and some sunlight, and some vitamin D. Like, those are the things that I recommend. Those are the things that will work for me, you know. Um, I'm very seldom in a bad mood. Oh, and another one. Go to bed. Mm-hmm. Rest. Get you some rest. hmm A good night's sleep changes a lot. So if you get a good night's sleep, you get a little bit um, of energy in the morning. So now you're not so tired and your um, defenses are down. So now you have a little thicker skin. When somebody say something you don't like, you know, you're not just immediately firing back because now you have the energy to hold your tongue. So everything doesn't turn into an argument. Um, And then one more, you know, and this is for my man, you know, contribute, you know, contribute to, I mean, contribute to the raising of your children, contribute um, to the household bills, contribute to the upkeep of the house, you know, so that you then have some sense of accomplishment. You know, so that you then have something that you can be proud of and take pride in. And then also the flip side of that is not that other person is less angry at you. You know, if you're in a house and you're never contributing to the house, that person's going to talk trash to you. <laughs> that person go talk that to you. You know, if you're living with a woman and she paying all the bills, eventually that woman's gonna have, you know, a boiling point. And yeah, you get your shit and get out my house. So don't put yourself in those positions, fellas. You know, and I'm speaking to it specifically because, you know, Father's Day was yesterday. And I know there might be some men who tune in, you know, who just a little bit off today. Like, man, ain't nobody call me. Ain't nobody check on me. Ain't nobody send me nothing. You know, but if you've not contributed to them or you've been unkind and, and surly to them, it's hard for them to love on you. You know, you can't be angry at everybody and cussing everybody out and treating everybody bad. And then all of a sudden, because you decide you need love and affection and admiration and reverence, that it just comes. You know, you've been running the streets all these years. Now you want your daughter because she grown to take pictures with you on Father's Day. You ain't been a father to her. You know. You know, you you want to be dad, but you're going to have to move into the father mentality, the father role, you know, which means that you're going to have to contribute, you know, because if they can't count on you, why are they going to let their walls down? You know, I'm going to let my walls down, I'm going to be vulnerable, and then my daddy going to stop calling me again, or we going to fall out because he being childish. Or he going to get it with my boyfriend. You know, because I'm showing my boyfriend love and he talking about what you ain't do for me. Oh, so you going to buy him a gift, but you ain't buy your daddy one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, and that, that, that stunted growth. It's like, man, you could be this wonderful human being if you just let the past go. And if you need help letting it go, go get the help. You know, there's so much joy available, that you can have some. And you ain't got to be bitter, you know, because you never know. I mean, I don't really know enough about Country's dad and her relationship, but my heart hurts knowing that, man, he was right at the, the beginning of something new. And we don't know the day of the hour, you know? you know. I was just really learning who my father was. We don't know the day of the hour, you know? And he never got to fully experience um, the relationship with me as an adult. You know, we never got to have a real father-son relationship. He never got a chance to get all his boys together. You know? So while there's a chance to clean up what you messed up, you know, Get a rag, get a mop, get some help. So, what do you think, Country? I mean, you know, I mean, you're a daughter, you know, and you're a parent, you know, and you're, you know, an ex-wife at this point. So, what do you think?
1: What do I think about which part?
0: Um, just how how I men, you know, how we relate, like, because I mean, obviously, you see it as the the mother, you see it as the spouse, and you see it as the daughter. So what do you think that we, we should be doing differently to, to really, you know, quote-unquote, mature?
1: Men should really just mm, allow the freedom to process emotions. Mm-hmm. I think that is would be a huge learning curve. I know mm, for women, we can be hurt over and over and over and over again and allow so much stuff to where man is just like one and done. Like I felt that I don't want to feel it ever again. That's some BS. You can have it. And I'll go out here and spread my seeds around hoping none of them catch or, you know, get a vasectomy and have women thinking that they are about to be impregnated and that ain't never going to happen. Right. So men are are one and done. And so if they would just allow themselves to experience love at different levels, because in your 20s, that relationship might didn't work. And, you know, you get some couples that been together since seventh grade and they're still figuring it out, but Mm -hmm. they grew together. They went through ups and downs together. And so they're surviving. Right. But for some, when that relationship didn't work out in its 20s, it was just like, I'm done. And so to try to do it again in their 30s and it's still mess up, it's almost like, well, you know, bump this. I just really (laughs) don't want to be bothered. And so then you miss out. So when God is sending the person that's supposed to be there, it's like now I got to reject it because I'm unsure. I'm mm. looking at so many warnings and check marks and stuff, but it's not showing up in the packaging in which I thought it should come in, right? And so it's a lot of rejection there, but it goes back to the trauma set, right? Mm-hmm. I've been traumatized. And so now I have to figure out how to deal with this. Do I go to counseling? Do I find a male mentor, right? Do I join some positive male groups? Um, Do I reach out to some friends that I know can pour into me to help me change my mindset? Because we talk ourselves out of so many things and women do it, but men do it a lot more. That's why they die faster, (laughs) right? Because they're overthinking, they're overworking. Everything is overly done when rest is in there. And that's most important because if I'm resting, then I'm allowing my mind to calm down. And I'm able to look at things through a clearer path, right, to Mm -hmm. do things for myself, to make those wise choices. So then if a girl do come along, that's everything my heart probably wanted. I can identify that. But if my mind is overworking, overthinking, pulling me out of it, I can't uh, resonate with that. It's just not going to work. And so I would just say be open and be free. You know, Try to process those emotions. If you don't know how, go watch a couple videos or something. Go get some books. Go listen to some downloadable things. Go to a therapist. Talk to some people that's been where you are. The best yeah. advice comes from those who've experienced the things that you are looking for.
0: And one thing to add to that, talk to different people. Um, a lot of times we just like the perspective that we most familiar with, you know, so any other perspective just seems to be um, dismissed, you know, so don't just, you know, don't just go to the guys that, you know, look cool to you, you know, ask, you know, ask some religious men, ask some working men, ask some, you know, some men from different colors and races so that you can kind of get um, more than one perspective because it's easy um to have confirmation bias you know that yeah you know see that's the same thing i was thinking you know and sometimes you need somebody to challenge your thoughts Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know you need somebody to say well i hear what you're saying but have you considered this you know because even as we sit here now you know what i'm saying man contribute to the household um that might not be a popular take you know but i do know that if you are in a house and you're not contributing then you have no say over what happens in that house or how long you get to stay in it you know but if you are contributing you are creating um at least a situation where she got to think twice about who you are as a human being then you at least giving yourself some grace and some time to grow you know she might not be happy with the video games you're playing but Man, He picked the kids up from school he, he making my life a little bit easier So it's hard for me to hate him
1: And I was about to say that right, so <laughs> right. Again, For uh, Right Because a lot of people feel like that's a bad thing It's a bad thing if you're not contributing To the household right, right. So what if I'm at home playing these video games I'm working I'm doing right. my part right So yeah. would, would you rather me sit at home And play video games Or would you rather me be out with my boys hanging out in the bars and, and doing whatever yeah. else, right, right? right? Or would you rather me just be at home playing my game? If that's my peace of mind and that's the way I de-stress, allow me that space. Right? You know, I just feel like every home should have something like that set up. Yet for mothers, right, we full-time. People are, the kids are always coming all the time, all the time, all the time. And as a spectator, right, we mm-hmm. look at the guy and they seem to be chilling. Right. right. Sometimes this is true. Sometimes it's not. But remember, I just said a man's mind is always running.
0: Right. Absolutely. Trying to
1: figure things out. I need to go out here and rake the grass. I need to put this door hinge up. I need to fix this window. I need to go put some oil in. The car. I need to cut the grass. Right. So just like we're moving and grooving, they're doing the same thing, too. It just looks a little different. So then you have to allow that grace. And every household should have some uh, 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 a moment like okay here's my 45 minutes or 2 hours or whatever it is you let me watch this movie let me you know do my own thing without somebody being and hovering over me
0: because Absolutely. i really
1: think that keeps down conflict
0: i agree and it has to but it has to be mutually beneficial um and i and i'm not picking you know either side but you know if i need the 45 minutes to just soak in the tub and, you know, let my little candles and read my little book. Okay. Then as the man, Hey, you might have to slide off that game for a minute and put them kids to bed, or you might have to slide off that game for a minute and, and cook a meal. So like, I want both sides to be whole. I want both sides to be, at ease and at peace with each other because I feel like in my experiences with the relationships that are good relationships that I've been around and even when the relationships I were in were at their best is when nobody was feeling like the other person was getting more out of it than they were you know because when you start thinking that it's not fair you know that's when the resentment steps in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I never get a chance to relax because I'm always folding laundry. I'm always taking the kids where they got to go, and now you over there just doing whatever you get want to do. You know, so there has to be some reciprocity there. Um, And I'm saying it to men because I know that we come from our mothers, you know, who took care of us and catered to us and didn't in some cases require as much of us, especially if there wasn't a man in the house. You know, so Then we get into relationships and we kind of selfish, you know, because our mothers never required us to, to give that level of reciprocity, you know, and we look at our mother and our father, not fully understanding that the same cussing out that I'm taking right now, if my father was doing what I was doing right now, my mama probably would have cussed him out too. My mama would have probably been frustrated and disappointed with him too. So we have to to grow and evolve and and say, yeah, you know, I used to play video games for 12 hours. Now, you know, I play a couple times a week, you know, because I have other responsibilities in my house. I have other responsibilities to this person that I've chose to partner with in life. You know, yeah, I used to just flop the handle and cuss people out. You know, as soon as I got home, if it wasn't what I wanted, then I was losing it but now I've gotten better, you know, I, I, I honey, please, Um, honey, um, I'd appreciate it if, and now we've both been able to elevate ourselves to a place where we're a couple, we're a partnership, we're a team, you know, we're good examples for our children, you know, we're able to, to go to work and, and not come home, and bring all of that foolishness from work into the house and and poison our home anymore. You know we're able to go out and not try to get no phone numbers or you know try to do no stupid stuff with some girl we just met because she got a big booty. You know we're actually able to keep our word and be honorable and respectful of each other and, and not tell our business to other people because we need somebody to affirm that we write, even though, you know, that them affirming it doesn't change what the person you in, in the argument with <laughs> um, feels. You know, your mama could think you write all day. That ain't going to make her feel no different. The woman that you're dating, that is. You know, because you got to work that out with her. You know, so we have to get more mature as human beings so that we can then be supportive of each other. And once you become part of the unit and the team and you you really rocking with each other it makes it easier to make a living because now you come home to somebody you love and, and who loves you and you don't feel the the stress the same way you used to because man i got a good night's sleep you know man you know my home life wasn't that hard today You know, cause he had the kids and he cooked and I just came to me a little bath. So I go to work tomorrow. I ain't gonna still be mad about what happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'm be good. You know, he's supportive of me. She's supportive of me. And, you know, she encouraging me to put in applications. And, you know, I'm encouraging her to go back to school. And I trust that if she go back to school that, you know, she's not going to get her degree and leave me, (laughs) you know, Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. you know, so all that stuff kind of goes together, you know, and now you look at the, the happy couple, you know, with the kids that are, you know, moderately well behaved.
1: Well, they just were able to figure out what worked well for them. Right. Uh, And then if if you're keeping your eyes on your own paper, (laughs) right, then you don't nothing else appeases you. Your home is it. And a lot of people feel like that can't be done. And they can.
0: Right. It can, but you got to, you got to get out of that comfort zone. You got to start saying, okay, this is where we want to go. This is what we're trying to get to. And both people got to be mature enough to stick to it. You know, and you know, since Father Day passed, I really wanted to kind of, you know, kind of lean on the men a little bit because I feel like we don't always talk about the men.
1: Nah, um, y'all get us real, real good.
0: Yeah. Like we don't always, you know, but, but as men, internally, what we need to do, you know, it's like um, sometimes if you're a better man, you know, she, she becomes a better woman and vice versa. You know, sometimes, you know, you're really working against yourself with some of this stuff that's coming out of your mouth. You're really working against yourself with, you know, some of this succumbing to the lust, you know, and selfishness. You know, like you want a person to love you, but you embarrassing them in the streets because you're all in this girl's face who don't love you, who ain't gonna do nothing for you, who ain't got your back, you know, but she's only rocking with you because the woman you were with helped you get this stuff that makes you more attractive, <laughs> you know, because the married dudes it seem like they get more holler than the single dudes. I don't know why, <laughs> but it just seemed like for some reason, you know. They're more attractive in these streets.
1: Because they get they can go home. You know, you oh. got a lot of women that just be like, yeah, well, I don't care. I ain't got to deal with them. I get what I need and they go home. Okay. And vice versa. You know, that's how men feel. I ain't got to do much, give her what she asked for, and then she go home if she married. You know, same rules apply, same way.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: You get to go home. That's why people do it. It's the easy fix to a person that don't want a long-term relationship.
0: But if you mess up your home in the process, you know, in the the words of the R&B song, who you going to run to? Because one thing I know about men that date married women, they can't move in with them (laughs) if they get divorced. Like, no, baby, uh uh-uh. No, no, no. You got to figure your stuff out.
1: Vice versa, you know. (laughs) It's a mirror. That right there is a mirror. It goes both ways.
0: Yeah. I mean, occasionally, you know, um and I could be wrong. I'm I'm not married to this idea. But I think sometimes if the man moves out, depending on his financial status and if he's able to help that woman financially, she may consider um letting him move in. You know, because it, you know, it's like, okay, cool. He's gonna come over here, pay some bills, cut some grass, um, you know, fix some cars. You know, he has utility. Um, but I think, you know, men who, um, who are around, they just want whores, you know, they don't want the responsibility of having to be the husband, you know, they don't want the financial burdens that, um, come with that woman moving with them. Cause that man paying her bills, that man, um, getting her breaks done that man, you know, enabling her to be out here in the streets, carefree. Giving you know, giving her wet, juicy guts away, watery, sweet, watery guts away. <laughs> <laughs> wet,
1: juicy, sweet, watery, y'all funny.
0: All right, you know, she can't do that if it wasn't some man at home. You know, even if he was going half, you know, because that's what's enabling her to now be out here. You know, messing around on this man because he paying bills and now you got a little extra money to hang out and go with your girlfriends and do stuff. And while y'all hanging with your girlfriends, you the mess some man. But that man don't want to be the one who got to get your brakes fixed and pay the car insurance. That man just want to be the one to knock you down and send you home. So that's, you know I mean? That's just my take. Cause I just think, you know, in the, in the two cases, you know, men who have utility, they may, have a place to lay their head just simply because they got money or, you know, they have an ability to, to generate money. But, it, you know, very few people want to take on a bill.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so, So you got any takeaways?
1: Of course I do. What you got it's for the people? For today. <laughs> if you find yourself in situations that can be triggering to you as far as dealing with trauma, remove yourself from it. If possible, like that's one of the easiest things to do. Do some deep breathing. Find a therapist or some people you can connect with that can reach you at a different hmm, place in your life. Go for a walk, change your scenery, do some meditation, do some reading, but reroute those triggers. Admit to yourself that you need help. It's okay to do. We all get to this place where it's just like, yo, I need something. You know, even if it's, I don't know what I'm looking for. I think we, it was a post on Facebook. I'll probably post it again. But like, what's your weakness? What, what are you not used to doing? Admitting for help, telling somebody you love them or what? whatever the post is. I'll repost it though. Um, let go of the past. So that you can live. If you're holding on to this past. If you're stuck in the 70s. You missed out on the 2000s. So you got to let it go. So that you can grow. And love. And live. And whatever comes along with that. Those thoughts just don't have to be in your head. They can actually take place. But you have to be willing to grow. Don't right. stay stunned. Being stuck does not stop time. Time continues to move. Search for the positive in things. Change your environment. If you got to move from one area of town to the next, do it for your mental health. If you got to get out of the state and move, do it for the sake of your mental health. Stop polluting your headspace with all of these fake relationships, and things that you see seeing on TikTok and Facebook and Snapchat and things like that. Things like that. And for everybody, but mainly for the guys, because this is coming up more and more and more. It's okay to rest. You don't have to be on the go all the time, especially if you're a male that is 90% providing for your household. It's okay to sit down and like women say, I need some me time. I need a pedicure, a manicure, a massage, or just to play my video game. Do it. You owe yourself that. Or you're going to end up in the early grave because you're overworking yourself and you're not allowing your body time to rest. You can do it the easy way or you can do it the hard way. I always say the hard way is when God got to sit you down. That means you're going to have a heart attack or a stroke or lose a limb or Something is going to happen to you that causes you to sit down and get a long-term rest, but you've needed it, and you've neglected yourself. So that rest is very important. And on that note, if you're hanging out with me, I'll hang in there with you. you. Peace.
0: We out.